All right, bonus edition, bonus edition, Tim with the Appetite for Construction uh, bonus special edition Friday. Tim, it's Friday. It is. Got the whole gang here. I know. You just got back from a uh, a trade show in Vegas, and we're going to bring in uh, Eric Arnie. Eric, what's going on? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. Good. So you guys were just at the, the World of Concrete show in Las Vegas. And um, I guess my first question is, because we're going to be there again next week for uh, Builder Show and Kitchen and Bath. How was the weather? First day sucked. <laughs> yeah, Tim got there before us, and I think it was really rainy and crappy, wasn't it? Got there, flew in on Monday, and of course, yep, went and got my credentials. It was rainy and cold and windy. I mean, it was 40, low 40s. It was kind of shitty for those that were still outside, you know, exhibitors outside setting up and stuff. But, um, you know, the show started on Tuesday, and that's when Eric and Heather and I, you know, went outside and did all the exhibits, you know, toured all the new manufacturer, new uh, tool manufacturer uh, stuff. And it was pretty blustery out there on Tuesday as well. Hey, you know, I think people forget. I know I do. I think people forget that. It's it's not tropical in Nevada, no. Southern Nevada. Like it doesn't no. just because it's like so far southwest. I think we just think it's going to be warm when we get there. And uh, the desert is a mythical climate all, in all itself, right? Like it's like it, yeah. it's so varied in what I mean. It could be warm one day and then really cold the next. And so yeah, I didn't think it was bad personally. But yeah, Heather was kind of freezing. She found some gloves at Milwaukee, put those on, stole yeah. them. You know, basically. Well, I mean, they were there for everybody to take. But yeah. you know, she's walking around with work gloves on that were too big and you know flopping on her fingers. And then she's like, I wonder if they have any heated jackets. <laughs> But here I am walking around with just like a, a sweatshirt on or something, and I was fine. So I don't know. It Everybody was a little different. Yeah, my fingers got cold towards the end of the day, and my feet got a little bit cold standing on concrete all day. But other than that, I mean, I was comfortable. The wind picked up a few times on Tuesday and was raining havoc on some exhibit spaces. But uh, Wednesday was nice. Lots of lots of cool stuff on display outside, though. So if it, nobody's ever been to that show, it's really super cool how – you can go to a trade show where you expect everything to be just these booths, you know, carpet floor, big things hanging from the ceiling. Like you, if you've been to one trade show, you've been to all of them, right? It seems. And then this one's completely different because everything is outside or not everything. Like there's so much to do outside. So you get to see like giant cranes and then like Mm -hmm. every new impact driver that was ever made, you know, by every company. So it's, it's pretty cool. Every new battery platform that everybody's touting. So, yeah, it, lots it's of new cool. batteries, John. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you guys I, were there for, you know, a kind of a limited amount of time. So, what, what did you spend most of your time doing or visiting? Who, who'd you visit with? Um, I mean, for me, I thought so. I mean, we, we saw quite a bit, right, Tim? I'd say we saw pretty much everybody. Yeah. I mean, Tuesday, the three of us hung out all day long outside exhibiting seeing all the uh tool manufacturer stuff so i mean that was tuesday right hilti milwaukee were probably the two big highlights then we spent a lot of time at bosch uh i never did get over to like uh metabo hpt i saw them uh we saw some stuff at dewalt we hung out at makita for a little bit so 
Yeah, a lot of they got a new battery platform at Makita. It's forty volts now, but it's like the size of their eighteen volts. So that was pretty. That's pretty interesting. There, a lot of people are liking that. Uh, they have so many tools that you know they're a Japanese company, so like they're high level manufacturing kind of stuff, and they tend to go like they come to North America and they're like, "Here's a new battery and like fourteen hundred tools that go with it," you know, and it's like. How long have you been working on this? It's crazy, you know. So, mm-hmm. Milwaukee, though, I think I think Milwaukee and Hilti were the highlights for me. Yeah, uh, Milwaukee has that new MX Fuel, uh, John. You've seen that a lot um, when we've been to Milwaukee. It's all that kind of light equipment, really oh, high yeah. performance kind of stuff, light industrial, high powered kind of stuff. Yep. And they had a core drill that was like the highlight for me. So now they've you can drill holes in concrete up to fourteen inches diameter with their core drill on a battery like it's insane like i didn't know that the industry was asking for that but you know that's what milwaukee does though right they like they 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 come to market with a tool and they're like see but you didn't think we needed this and then over (laughs) time yeah over time you're like oh yeah i guess we did need it you know like i I feel like that's kind of what milwaukee does pretty good and that might be that core drill for kind of that scenario yeah it's like it's like when you go to the fill up gas you know in your truck and you go into the convenience store and there's that rack right yeah. in front of the cash register and you're like i i don't need this stuff but maybe i do, maybe I, do. <laughs> like, I mean i do like chocolate and peanut butter <laughs> yeah it's twinkies <laughs> like, it's, it's yeah twinkies yeah. And- milwaukee's like yeah milwaukee's like well Maybe you do want a new tool, you know. Like, well, I, I do like new things, you know. <laughs> Pretty impressed with just the sheer volume of new tools that were coming out too. With at Hilti, you had like thirty new tools on their Neuron battery platform. With Bosch, it was thirty-two. Yeah. Pretty cool to see that amount of tools coming out in twenty twenty-three, and then hearing that you know somebody like Bosch might be looking at creating some more plumbing specific tools here in the future. I mean, that, that was pretty cool. You, Eric, you saw really cool that radar. Oh man. Piece at Bosch. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So, so stud finder, right. It uses like, um, it's kind of like radar. It, it's basically looking for density and Mm -hmm. I don't really fully know how most stud finders work, but I learned a lot about this thing. So it's, it's like a stud finder, but you can use it on concrete. And you can see things in the concrete. So, like, if there was a pipe in the in in a wall or in a floor or something, you can use this device or a wire. Lots of things, uh, anything that's basically a different density than the concrete itself. And so, you can use this this uh, stud finder looking thing that has like rollers on the back, and you can just roll it across the surface. It has this little LED screen, LCD screen, whatever it is, and. Uh, it's battery powered, runs on their 12 volt battery. And you can just detect like and measure where things are in a, in like a concrete wall or floor. And it was so, I was, I, the more I talked to them, Tim probably bored the crap out of you, but the more I was just fascinated by this tool, like, are you kidding me? Like you can find a wire in a floor and be like, that's where that wire is. You know, like if there was a wire there or a conduit, you know what I mean? Like, and like, I need to drill a hole right here. Is there anything there? And you could like use this tool and verify whether there was something there or not. 
you know, or basically like check the box, like, no, there's nothing. It's safe. And you could drill a hole and you'd be fine. And, and it wasn't that expensive. It was like 1200 bucks, but, and that might sound expensive for like a really glorified stud finder thing. But the thing is, is if you drilled a hole in the wrong spot, it's probably going to cost you multitudes more than $1,200, depending on what it is that you hit and needs repaired and things like that. So like, it was, that was a really cool tool. And that was from Bosch. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, though. I, I'm pretty sure it was ground penetrating radar is what the like the system was. Well, that's the technology. The technology? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. It was ground pen. I mean. It was cool as hell. <laughs> how cool it would be to roll up to your job site and be like, hold on, let me go grab my ground penetrating radar. People would be like, this guy, you know. And when he said it was $1,000 at the show, otherwise retailed for 1200 we both looked at each other and were like, wow, you're not, you, th- this should be a whole lot more than that. I thought it was going to be like three grand. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. It just seemed like it should cost more. But apparently it's like the technology isn't like super uh, expensive and it's new. Like it's, it's, Hilti has something like it, but theirs is a lot bigger scale and yeah. like, and like at, in Hilti fashion, it's like built for industrial job sites and all this stuff. And like Bosch is like, no, we made one that's affordable and it doesn't need to be like overdone for a whole segment of the population that could like totally benefit from a tool like that. So that was pretty cool. Do you think I'd have the capabilities of, of finding like a leak in like an in slab, you know, radiant installation? Uh, that was one of the things that got brought up and it was talked about. It does, it would have, it does have, um, it does have some settings in it that would, would definitely help you find a leak. Although it's not like for finding moisture. So like it, it, yeah, the, not like explicitly, but that's kind of one of the benefits it offers is like, it, if you know how to use a tool and manipulate a couple of the settings, it might help you find and pinpoint more so than i mean than anything other than like uh infrared or something like that well that was my question of the would it have infrared capability or is that something they would add on to it later based on the success of i wonder i'm not sure i think it was complete different technologies if listening to you talk to him right i guess you could add like they could combine the two because they're not the same like it's not using the same kind of measuring device but uh, infrared needs a lens and it needs reflection and so like you have you can't be directly uh in contact or so close to a surface like you have to be further away so like infrared measures a reflection of the the um of the infrared uh energy you know it's measuring that infrared energy so it's measuring a reflection and so I, I don't know if it would work with that, but having the two devices though. So like you would have an infrared, if you were going to own this, this uh, detector, it's likely if your contractor is going to own something like that, it's likely you're going to own an infrared imager too. Yeah. You know, it kind of go hand in hand actually. So that's a good question. Cause I think that you would probably compliment one would compliment the other. Hilti, some of their products, I think, you know, thinking back uh, our time in the Hilti uh, booth space, a lot of their products are coming out. They're lighter, they're smaller, they're faster. Yeah. Um, they last longer. The battery uh, with the Neuron battery platform. So Hilti. They also talked about their acquisition of Fieldwire, which is a software management 
um, solution platform. And um, so some of the things that Hilti's doing, obviously, they're working with large customers, um, you know, finding profit centers for them and uh, creating better, you know, transitional access and uh, processes with them. So, you know, Hilti's just a whole different, it's, I'm amazed by Hilti, but um, I think some of that's just because the their go-to-market scheme and how they do things, it's so different. Yeah. Um, but the Milwaukee, some of the Milwaukee tools were, you know, as Eric was talking about, some, just some really cool stuff out there. And this is the only time we're going to see them this year. Uh, Tim, I thought you were describing a new version of Viagra. Faster, last longer, <laughs> lighter, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, uh, harder. You know, yeah, exactly. exactly. I did get to see some cool stuff at Hilti, though, that some other people didn't get to see. Yeah, it was kind of that was pretty cool. It was an honor. Like they kind of they went they literally like opened up the the secret cabinet that yeah. no, only like one person. Yeah, like only one or two people had keys to. Yeah. It was like the, it was, yeah, it was just like Pulp Fiction. Um, <laughs> no, like the, only like one or two people had keys to this cabinet and they're like looking around, making sure somebody wasn't watching. And they showed me a couple tools that, that they weren't putting on display yet. Cause they're still kind of prototype mode, but uh, that's a cool company. The more I get exposed to their tools, the more and more I like them, to be honest with you. I, I just wish Hilti, like Tim, just to brush, you know, touch on what you just said. They sell like to like these giant, huge commercial and industrial. Like they're looking to sell like subscriptions. A lot of Hilti's customers will just pay like a monthly fee based off of how many tools they have. Okay. So let's say they have like 400 tools and every one of those tools costs, you know, between seven and $12 a month to own them, basically kind of lease them from Hilti, right? But Hilti will maintain them for them they'll replace them if they fail they have 20-year warranties all this crazy stuff and so like that's like how they a lot of their business is based off of that kind of model which is so completely different so like contractors like me i just go like okay i need this tool how much is it and then i'm gonna shop around for the best price on it which i'm just fooling myself because it's the same price everywhere and then I just buy it, and I'm like, oh, I just spent twelve hundred dollars on this, you know, SDS rotary hammer. Uh, or I just spent five thousand dollars on this, you know, giant threader or something like that. Hilti's like, ah, oh, we're gonna we're gonna engineer this so it's costs you, you know, twenty three dollars a month to own, and we'll just take care of it for the rest of your ownership, like. You know, if it fa- anything goes wrong, and it's like totally different, right? So it's kind of like subscription based, I guess. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. how they call it, but I just kind of wish that they would revisit how they come to market for contractors like me, because I know a lot of people like me would appreciate their tools because they have like a 20 year warranty and this great service and stuff like that, which other companies don't look Milwaukee makes great tools, but they don't have a 20 year warranty. You know what I mean? So. But people, I don't think a lot of people understand that about Hilti and because they aren't really like at Home Depot. You know what I mean? They're not doing that kind of thing. This is turning into a Hilti commercial. Or a Bosch commercial. <laughs> I think we need to have a Hilti summit where we sit down and give your, you know. Well, Eric did Eric did go to Liechtenstein last year to visit the Hilti uh, playground in, 
you know, Liechtenstein. So, yeah, I mean, I go back if you guys want to go with Eric and I talked about this a little bit last night that you know the world of concrete in theory is you know concrete and drills. You don't really think of it as a plumbing show, or you know, but guys do use the tools, plumbing guys, to get get into through walls and spaces and floors oh, yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, there's a fair amount of tools on display at World of Concrete at the tool booths that are kind of universal or or definitely present in like mechanical and plumbing, like the concrete, like the cutoff saws and stuff like that. Those are used constantly for cutting large pipe, cutting floors open, you name it, and you know, those were something to be seen there at the show, too, and they're impressive as heck. Like, basically everything that used to be gas has got some kind of battery-operated version of it from more than just the the usual suspects like Milwaukee or DeWalt or Hilti like, and Bosch. Like, there was some other companies that had some pretty wicked tools, that like concrete polishers and grinders and stuff that... I look. I don't even reckon. I don't even recognize the name or recall the name of those companies, but they had battery packs on them. You know, like a lot of things are going electric, uh, like it or not. And maybe we're just kind of at the beginning of that technology when it comes to larger equipment. But it's going to be on every job site sooner or later, for one reason or another. I, I, I did have a chance. You know, complete opposite. Uh, talk to. Um, Perk was at the show with some of that working with a couple of exhibitors that are still using propane yep. um, on some of their trowels and some of the other machinery that you saw at the show. So it was kind of cool to see some of what they're doing with the propane industry and working with manufacturers for on-site uh, propane uses. So that's still, I mean, that's still prevalent as well. Oh yeah. Propane is always going to be power and things like, you know, small equipment like loaders yep. and, and, you know, buggies and you know especially related to concrete you know concrete buggies or the trowels the ride-on equipment stuff like that mm-hmm. now is that for the amish the concrete buggies <laughs> <laughs> i wish i had a concrete buggy because it would have made doing the landscaping so much easier <laughs> a drivable wheelbarrow you know like the size the with the capacity of a small pickup truck <laughs> you mentioned the heated jacket earlier and it reminded me, I got an email from Farm and Fleet, and they yeah. had heated heated workwear for like, I don't know, it was like 30 bucks. Yeah, you're not probably getting the quality, you're not getting the battery platform. In my mind, I would I thought like Milwaukee like revolutionized, the, like came out with this new technology, and you would think they like would patent it, right? Yeah. Like pack out. Everyone has a pack out now. Yeah. I wonder if they, if it's hard to patent clothing or what. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, just a thought I had, but you probably see tools at that show that now everyone is coming out with the same iteration. And, and one of the other things, I mean, not just we were outside all day Tuesday. Wednesday we got to spend some time inside because they do have the North Hall, the Central Hall, and half the South Hall that have exhibit space as well. Uh, we saw some cool stuff in there, um, you know, some workwear, work gear. Uh, Keen had a, a – um, their – Exhibit with some cool new footwear. Yeah. Uh, so, th- I mean, there was, there's some other cool, I mean, uh, Black Ladder, um, what is it? Um, the clothing, clothing. company. Yeah. 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 Black Ladder. The, yeah. Some cool stuff there. Um, but yeah, if you want to go see cement trucks and stuff, it's, yeah. it's where you see them. Yeah. Those are impressive. But like, I always just want to know how much that stuff costs. <laughs> You're like, how much is this whole rig? 
That's you know four hundred and eighty three thousand six hundred ninety two dollars. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. I bet you some of. I, I wonder what the most expensive thing there was. You know what I mean? Like that's what I wish I had more time and just to find out what the most expensive machine was on display. I bet you there was something there for. 750 grand grand or something yeah there were a couple big rigs there that i think were pushing close to seven eight maybe even higher than that yeah who knows maybe they could be a million bucks we don't yeah know. what do we know even, and then john there's there's companies like software companies these uh you know software management companies in fact eric and i were talking with one of the companies um so I, it's a broad swath of companies that exhibit at world of concrete yeah pretty cool yeah, so now we switch gears next next week or a little over a week. We go back down to Vegas and yep. Kitchen and Bath and um, Builder Show. Anything you're really looking forward to, to seeing? Or I know, Tim, you like the kitchens and the stoves and the... <laughs> oh, I, I mean, that's just I my just, own personal... Pro- I but, I mean, let's face it. That's the, the design mecca for toto kohler delta you name it fister they're going to have all their product on display and as you know john and eric kohler you walk in and you see this kohler booth the size of a football field and it's you know you can spend hours in just the kohler booth tim kind of nailed it for me my reply like what do i want to look at when i get there honestly uh because i've been there a couple times now i think the kohler booth is and it's not to say that other companies don't put on good displays, but like, I just think there's something about the, it, they just, it's so simple. Here's the deal. They have this giant um, shower display of mm-hmm. ev- like, like of every current and new, you know, an up and coming like shower head and control and valve and like they have all this, you know, they have all that smart stuff now and everything's electronic and like, you can just touch screen this and, dial the temperature and turn on lights and noise and all this kind of stuff right in your shower. I mean, that stuff is really cool. If, especially for me, like I'm probably not going to ever put that in my bathroom, although it's neat. I just like to see and it on display, like actually working, like there's actually water running through these fixtures, which I think is what draws me to that display. And then the rest of it is cool. It is cool to see that, you know, all these different tubs and sinks and cabinets, all the stuff that they, put on display is pretty neat i think that's it for me but it's also cool to walk around and be like look at that you know wolf range that's you know six feet long and has 42 burners on it and like looks like you could cook for 15 people all at you know all at one time like you'll see lots of gas there i mean it's like yeah there's electric but yeah there's still a lot of gas there i'm i'm curious about how that is going to transition as we move forward with just other outline stoves you know yeah, that's the buzz now. They're outlined in Canada. They're like, get rid of gas stoves. It's killing our kids. <laughs> Something I don't know. I shouldn't joke because I don't know. But it just seems crazy. Maybe I, maybe I need to learn more about it. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick, uh, going back to the concrete show. We always say shows is you know it's a great place to connect with other people and see other people, friends. Instagram or friend, you know, things like that. Did you run into anybody that, uh, Oh yes. That you hung out with? Oh yeah. We saw a bunch of people. There were a lot of people there. Um, we saw Travis, uh, tools by design, Murray Kruger and his dad. We saw their friends over at, uh, belts and boxes or the tool show. And now they're called Rob and Sarah. 
Oh, Scott drywall to buy design. He's Scott Montgomery. Uh, who else we see? Oh, we saw the uh, Clint and yeah. Austin from um, uh, Pro Tool, Tool Reviews. Saw Rob over at Toolbox Buzz. Bunch of people from all over the industry: YouTube, Instagram. Hung out with know, Ethan on Wednesday afternoon oh, yeah. for a while. Yeah, Ethan Abramson, um, the build with Ethan. There's a bunch of people from social media for sure, and then others too that we hadn't met before, um, like the, the Milwaukee Tool Addict. Guys got like more <laughs> Milwaukee content than like it's like he's the unofficial official uh, place to go to find Milwaukee Tool news. <laughs> that guy was uh, like all over. He's super cool, really nice guy. Yeah. And as you can imagine, JP, you know, some of these tool manufacturers or really any manufacturer, you know, people transition from year to year. So you get to know some of the new people maybe that are at Bosch or Hilti or Milwaukee or wherever. So it's it's good to, you know, have some FaceTime and get to know them a little bit better more than just the product, but get to know them a little bit bit, bit better. Ran into our buddy Jim Schneider, who we uh, interviewed couple yeah. weeks ago with his fence bat book um jim was in the industry for years is now in the cement industry uh, working for an association so i hung out with jim for you say cement a lot of cement okay. he says <laughs> cement cement <laughs> um going back to the biography yeah. cement yeah no, like- i hung out with jim for a little bit uh saw our buddy matt Sonhalter, who owns a, a Sonhalter PR agency in Cleveland. So yeah, it's it's good to connect with people. Uh, some of them I haven't seen in a couple of years, actually. So it's funny that you say that. I know we're running long on this bonus edition, but um, you know we've been in this industry so long and covering it. You do see some transition in in uh, some of these manufacturers and their PR and marketing people and. <laughs> I heard stories. You guys told me stories about people who didn't really know what they were doing. What they were do- yeah, it's like, oh, that person's only been in the job for three months. Yeah, I, I will not name the company, but Eric had a little mishap with one of the companies. And it, uh, it was, it, I'll be honest, it was embarrassing for that company to be in that situation. They should have never bit, allowed us to do it if they were going to allow us to do it for 30 seconds and then say, wait, stop. And just yeah. hematize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was a weird situation. It was cool overall. I think anybody listening, uh, we got on and on about World of Concrete, but it was a cool, it was a cool experience. Like some people just love Vegas. You know, that's not me. I'm not, I know Tim, you love Vegas. I I, do. I don't, it's not a draw for me, but the show, it's I'll t- definitely go to Vegas because of the show. Get there on Monday afternoon, leave on either Wednesday night or early Thursday morning. It's a perfect show. You're in for two days. Yeah, so the next you know few weeks we'll be on the road. Come, you know, if you see us, come say hi. We'll be at, like I said, KBiz, the Builder Show. Then we'll be at AHR the following week. Then we'll be at the Wet Show in Indianapolis. And then Ish, we're going to Ish in Frankfurt, Germany in March. So yep. stop by and say hello. All right, guys, thanks for jumping on. And uh, we will see you down the road. Right on. Right on. See you guys.